Welcome to episode two of the Toolbox. David tells us in Psalm 119 and 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. When David wrote this verse, he understood the power of our sinful nature. He also knew that the word of God was the only medicine that could overcome our spiritual disease of sin. It also has the power to restore and bring us back to a right relationship with our loving creator. In essence, David is telling us that his toolbox was hidden from the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It is hidden from the rust and corruption of the enemy that seeks to sift your soul as wheat. Continue with us as we elaborate on a few of the Bible's most profound authors and tools that they've crafted for our use in today's society. It was you in my head, man. Because, you know, that's why I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah, just thinking. Because you know we're in this battle. Yes, sir. Uh, for your mind. That, that's what it's basically for. Battle for your mind. And, and, and sometimes we know, and, and Bible even states that, to him that knows do good and do us not, to him it is sin. All right, so if we know to do good, why we just don't do good since we know? See, that's 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 that age-old question right there that's been around for a long time. Is and 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 you see it all the way through your childhood, all the way to the point that when you was able to even understand what the difference between right and wrong is. You still chose wrong sometimes, even though you knew it was right. And, and and the question behind that is why? Why would you choose wrong when you know it's right, and you know choosing the right way is the uh, choosing the right way is the right way, right? You know what I'm saying? Choosing the right way is the right way is the right way. That, you know? that, that, so why would we choose? the wrong way when we already know what the right way is. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, we, well, we, you know, we already know and know what kind of consequences is going to come from our choice. Oh, but we still choose. Hey, prime example is Adam and Eve. God, now, and here it is, the one who knows all things is telling them or telling them from the very beginning, listen, this is exactly what's going to happen to you if you choose this tree. Okay? Now you got a choice to choose from every other tree in the garden, which the tree of life was there in the garden too. They could have chose that tree. But all of a sudden, they had some influence that popped up. So, so Dr. Mason. Yes, sir. So what you're saying here is, Sometimes when I open the toolbox, the toolbox is going to tell me something that's not in agreement with my flesh because my flesh is is winning the battle at that moment. Instead of yeah. me submitting to the toolbox, I'm going to tell the toolbox, I ain't using this tool right here right now. Right. So watch this. If, 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 
if the directions call for this tool to go on this boat or this lug nut or this whatever, and I put a bigger lug, a bigger tool on there, or if I put a smaller tool on there, it ain't gonna work. So when I'm right. not, listening. not listening and not obeying, brother saying, what tool to use, I can look forward to some trouble. Exactly. So so why do people why do we why do people continue to use the wrong tool or not use the tool that's there? Why do people not use that tool in John 13, 33, and 34? A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now this shall all men know that you are my disciples. I don't care what the words say. He done made me mad. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Exactly. 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 Self. They don't care. They don't care about the word. Yeah, I know what the word say, but do unto others. As you would have them to do unto you. No, I'm be like Fred Sanford. I'm going to do unto you before you do unto me. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I shall repay. No, God, I got this one. <laughs> eye for an eye. You yeah. know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, and, and that's it. So, Dr. Mason, sometimes folk just don't want to pick up the tool. They'd rather let the tool stay there. Because to pick up that tool means you got to work. Yes, sir. You you got to do got something to, with this tool. You got to labor. You that got is. to labor with this. That is. You have to labor. Yes, sir. And I don't want to labor right now. Exactly. You uh, got to plow up some stuff. Uh, you got what? to root out some. You got to get to the root of some things, and that's just too much work to get down to right now. But, but I don't have time for that right now. I'm too busy. But but too busy that? right now. My schedule don't fit in for that right now. Watch this. Here's something else. I'll fix it later. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I ain't trying to use that's this. I ain't trying to use this tool. Right I ain't trying to use this tool right now, cause see what I'm looking at. I, I, I get to this later. Go ahead, Doctor. I was just gonna say, what would we call that? Would we call that some type of uh, distraction? We call that misuse of the tools, or no? We just call that just not doing what you need. Not knowing to grab. A crescent wrench and grab a pair of wipers. <laughs> the crescent wrench gonna lock down on it, and you don't have to use as much force. But with the wipers, you got to put it on it and put more force, which means you got more work to do. What am I saying? The crescent wrench will get it done. The wipers gonna make it harder. And when you don't grab the right tool or you don't use the tool that's right there, you're making life harder. That's why I don't say if you ain't using the tool at all, then how you expect to fix anything? Actually, when we don't use the right tools, or when we don't use the toolbox, we do literally just make life harder. Yeah. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, 
that cherry also reap. And sometimes, Dr. Mason, we don't want to use the tools because of that sermon you said you're going to preach or you already preached, the PP, the pleasure principle. Sometimes I won't put my spiritual Nikes on and flee because I know there's some pleasure. Yes, sir. Some sometimes folk 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 won't even there, there's a tool in Hebrews ten and twenty five that says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approach. You got some folk that tell that tool, I ain't coming to church during COVID. But they go everywhere else during COVID. They go on a job for 8 to 12 hours and COVID running wild. But you can't go in the Lord's house and sit for 2 to 3 hours. And now, during COVID, folk don't even want to be in the Lord's house but an hour now. So they, I went to a church, preached, and they said, hey, uh, we, we normally out of here by 12. Oh, okay, I know, I got you. <laughs> that, that's sad that you tell the Lord that you don't want to spend but an hour with him in his house. Now, if he can take care of me in that hour in his house, can he take care of me in two hours in his house? Can, can he take care of me all week long? Thank you. All week long. All week. Right. I may sound redundant. But I say, ain't it a shame that God stopped by our house seven days a week and wake us up and some folk won't go to his house one day a week and tell him thank you? Hey, you don't sound redundant, man. You sound like somebody that's making sense. That's something that needs to be repeated over, over and over again because they don't seem to get it. And so you're doing exactly what you need to do. Keep being redundant. Paul said, it, it, it ain't a problem for me to repeat this myself to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You may not want to hear it, but the toolbox, what's in the toolbox need to come out because what's in the toolbox can fix your problem. There's stuff in the toolbox that will make your life better. But your problem is, again, Dr. Mason, they don't want to open the toolbox. If folks would just open the toolbox and let God lead them to the right tool. Because, see, some of us, like I said, we're not certified. We don't know whether we need, as Brother Sam said, a, a, a metric socket or a regular socket. We don't know whether we need an 11 millimeter or one half. What you saying, preacher? We don't know whether we need John 14 or Luke 9, 16. And watch this. I found some stuff in the toolbox that if you're dealing with. If you're upset, there's an answer in John 14 in the toolbox. If you're lonely, there's an answer in Psalm 23. If you're in danger, Psalm 91. If you're depressed, Psalm 27. Lack of faith, Exodus 14. Watch how he delivered the children when they had a roadblock in front of them. If you're worried, Matthew 8, 19 through 31. 
If you're unhappy, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. It's in the toolbox. We just won't, is, we just won't open it. But here's one thing that I think they should always understand that one day this is toolbox gonna be gone. Uh oh. Then what you gonna do? What you gonna rely on? What you gonna turn to? Cause now you can't go on that toolbox and pick that pick that up. I can't pick that. The wrench is gone. So when when the toolbox the, the screwdriver is gone. So toolbox gonna close one day. I ain't gonna be able, gonna gonna be able to day. open it. They're gonna, they gonna have to have it in here. If they hadn't used it, they ain't, ain't opened it up to, to put something in there. You can't get nothing out of it. So, 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 True. so, so, you, you're telling me that I can put the toolbox in my heart? Well, you better put it somewhere. You better put it in there. That, that's, Wait, a, that, that, that's a heavy burden to carry all that, all this I'm stuff in the toolbox. Oh, but hold up. Well, hold up. It, it ain't got to be a literal toolbox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can that's take right. the toolbox because David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart. That's what he said. That I might not sin against me. So 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 now watch this. Somebody will say, Well why are you gonna hide the word? Don't you need it? You gotta hide it. He didn't say hide that word hid me, he said I done stored it up <laughs> in my heart. Exactly. And see if it's in storage, I can go get it because I got the key to my storage. Yeah, ah yes sir. You got a built in <laughs> toolbox, then it's built in. Yeah, it right. ain't for everybody. You can't open up my toolbox. You can't get to this one. This right here is in me. So, hey, then, then you certified, then you the, you the certified mechanic. So okay, so 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 the toolbox will say that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. So the toolbox will give me direction. Yeah. The toolbox. Right there, you go. Won't let me. Won't let me go the wrong way. But watch this now. I gotta follow what the toolbox say. Exactly. Yes, sir. So, so there's a lot of unused toolboxes out here that folk, folk, folk won't use, but there's help in the toolbox. There's a whole lot of help in the toolbox. Well, go to Ecclesiastes. That's a time in there, too. There's some time for some stuff in there now. <laughs> time in Ecclesiastes. Well, help you through some time. Well, well, well what if I'm questioning... <laughs> What if I'm questioning my time here on earth? Oh, the toolbox will tell me in nine and Hebrews nine and twenty-seven, I got appointment to get out of here, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> that that watch this. Now the Lord just dropped the nine twenty-seven. Actually, all tells me you got two appointments <laughs> because there's a appointed under man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So, so Hebrew nine twenty seven is really about two appointments. That's right. And that the toolbox said basically when you look at that thing, it is appointed under man once that, which means there's an appointment you can't do nothing about, but keep the appointment. Right. There's an appointment That's you can't cancel, that. you can't reschedule it, you can't delay it, you can't change it, you can't overlook it. You won't forget it. You might forget it, but it ain't gonna forget you. Exactly. So Hebrew nine twenty seven tell me I got two appointments coming. 
So my toolbox, watch this, according to Hebrews 4 and 12, says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm. My toolbox is alive. That word quick, quick yet and powerful. So there's power in the toolbox. If you, now watch this. I uh, used to have an old Jeep Grand Cherokee. And for almost four, a little over four years, or right at four years now, and about almost four years in November, well, four years, October, it stopped working. It stopped running. Something was wrong with the transmission. It wouldn't get up and go no more. So I parked it. I just parked it and got me another vehicle. Uh -uh. I said, it ain't doing no good back there just sitting. So I went and got some tools. <laughs> After I got the key, opened the door, popped the trunk. Wouldn't start. So I got some tools because I didn't have a battery for it at the time because it wouldn't jump. The battery was so dead. So I used the tools to take the battery out of my car and put in the truck, in the Jeep. Then I used the tools to get it started back. And guess what happened? It started up. All because I had the tools to move from one place what I needed in a... Lord, have mercy. Somebody won't get that right there. Sometimes you got something that will ignite something else. <laughs> but you got to use the tools to move it. And watch this. Sometimes the tools will let you know it's time for you to move from one place yeah. to somewhere else. That's true. But when I got the thing started, it, I was able to move it and it hadn't moved in years. If, if you let this word that's in the toolbox get inside of you, it'll move you. If you just open it up and start reading it and start letting it sink on the inside. And I don't remember how I said it earlier today, but uh, maybe the Lord will bring it back. But if this word get in you, it, it, it'll it'll show you something and then what you show what it shows you you apply so that's application and you applied the application because of what was in the toolbox gave you revelation <laughs> so if I get if I use each tool correctly if I use each tool to do what it's designed to do. James 5 and 14 is designed to tell me what a sick person ought to do. Romans 8 and 28 is designed to tell me that what I go through is to work out for my good with, 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 with the, the end goal to conform me to the image of Jesus. 
there's a tool in 2 Chronicles 7.14 that's really not being used right now by the people of God. It's being used by some people, but not by all of them, because he said, if my people, which are called by my name. That's right. Now, if the people of God got together and they did everything that the toolbox says, COVID would have to go. <laughs> Because he said if they humble themselves, which means as some arrogant Christian, and they pray. And look, he put humble before pray. So you can't pray in arrogance. That's true. If my people who are called by my name recognize who you are, realize whose you are, Receive what he says and respond in faith. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith. In the midst of COVID, instead of seeking the Lord, folks seeking everything but Dr. Mason. Some folks seeking a whole lot of silliness. Some folks seeking to be more divisive. And the devil just sitting back going, mm-hmm, gotcha. All this confusion going on. God is not the author of this stuff. The toolbox says that God is not the author of confusion. But it teaches us that the devil is. So where there is confusion, there is the devil. So here's the question. How do we get people to start opening up their toolbox and use it? I think one of the main things for people, when we just look at people in general and how they respond to to respond to life uh, it's amazing that the uh, what we would call the uh, I guess the general public or society or we can also use our culture uh, it's amazing how they know how to get people's attention not only get their attention, but hold their attention. And basically get them to do just about whatever they want them to do. It's amazing how they're able to do that. And we as Christians, and when I say we, it's not talking about the entire body of Christ, but it's, it's, it's a lot of us uh, that don't exercise what God has given us. And, and, and what I mean by that is that you, we have people, and, and like you say, we're trying to figure out what is it that keeps people from using the toolbox. You know, it makes me think about 1 Samuel chapter 8 again. Uh, <laughs> when they had God as their ruler. 
their king, as their president, if you want to put it in today's terms. And he was calling all of the shots. You know, they didn't, they didn't need to consult a minister. You know, they they had God. So what what other greater person? It's almost like that song that me and you kind of, you know, we, we kind of disagree with. They say he searched all over. <laughs> you know, couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Uh, if you knew what you knew about the great I am, then you would never even waste your time trying to search and all find over. somebody, you know. Right. Uh, and I can see where that would be appropriate for somebody who don't know God and, and they're, they're looking for answers in all of the wrong places and and they could never find the answer. But when they finally found Christ, or basically Christ found us because he wasn't lost, we was the one that lost. Uh, but when he, he finally found us and we answered the call, you know, I could see you doing all of that before that even happened. Uh, but the thing that I'm looking at here is that the world is very good at getting people's attention. And we should be just as good because Jesus and God and all of his creation should be the most interesting thing to ever fall in the face of man. Because when you look at how great he is, what he's done, what he's doing right now, what he's able to do, there's nobody greater than that, man. So the, so the interest of getting people to see just how interesting God is to where he captures their attention, maybe it's us. That where we're not making them interesting enough. You know, and, and, and the reason why I say that because it's amazing how, now, now think about it, it's amazing how God has created everything. From the new cell phones to the new QLED and, 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 and uh, OLED TVs and all of the technology that we got going on today. And, and when you look at how beautiful his creation is and all of these things, so all of that stuff is him. It's not man, it's him. And God has given man the knowledge to create those things. But all when you look at the whole background of it, and who's behind the scenes doing all of that? It's God. So what, where have we failed at to where we haven't made him interesting enough to capture people's attention? You know, when people go to church, they're in church and they're watching their watches, you know, and, and it's like uh, we've, we've put a time limit on God. You know, we're, we're going to go in church and we're going to be in here for, for one hour, you know, uh, but when we go to the mall, we might be in the wall in the mall two or three hours, or we sit down and watch a football or basketball game for a total of four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a problem with that. And why is it? Why we why we stay at the mall so long? Why do we stay in looking at the football and, and the basketball game so long? How can how can that particular things uh, hold our attention? so long now we're talking about one hour in church versus three or four hours in the mall or watching the game why is it 
that when it comes down to church, our attention cannot hold that long. Or the pastor can't hold out to And I've heard, heard uh, people tell me, uh, sitting in the chair with my barber one day, and uh, we was talking, and uh, and we was talking about the message, you know, preaching, and, you know, how long his pastor holds and, and stuff, you know, when he preached the message, you know. And he said, uh, how about 15, 20 minutes, you know, and the message should be over with by then because people's attention span is not that long. I'm like, well, maybe he ain't saying nothing to hold it. You know, and which wasn't an insult on his pastor, but I was just making a statement there. And then I brought up what I just said. Why is it that you can go to the mall for three hours? You can go watch a basketball, football game, or to a musical concert for three, four, five hours, and nobody has a problem with it. They're not saying, oh, well, we got to make sure we hurry up and get through because people's attention span ain't that long. They're not saying that. They just do whatever they do, and you locked in the whole time. But when it comes down to church, what is it? God is not interesting enough to you to where he can hold your attention for three or four hours? And I believe that's what it is, man. It's like, okay, well, you're not excited about God. But there's a difference. Let me say this. There's a difference. Now, when I first got saved, and you remember how all of us was when we first got saved, we didn't have a problem with how many times we went to church through the week or how long we stayed in there. But after you get saved for a while, things start to slack up and your attention begins to get a little bit more involved in other things and so God is not all that exciting like he used to be when you first got saved because if you go back and look at yourself do you even feel the same way you did back then are you all excited like you were back then back then you remember the song that said uh Said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Couldn't keep it to Well, that's where you were back then. Couldn't keep it to yourself. Now you like, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, and I'm not. I am keeping it to myself. I, 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 I got a problem with that, Mason. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I mean, the people that, like the Bible who said 15 to... 20 minutes is yeah. enough. That's because people's attention span is, is not that long. But 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 here here's my thing, and I, I want to do the what if. What if God touches a sinner's heart? He's just driving or she driving by the church, and the Lord say, "Go in there," and they ain't supposed to get there till 22 minutes. So, if the dough, the sermon's over in 15 minutes, but there was a sinner coming seven minutes later who would have gave their life to the Lord, who's to say, God, you know, how long God's supposed to speak to somebody? If you're sure. telling me that a sermon shouldn't be but 15 minutes, you done became God, and I'm, I need to get away from you. You want to tell I me think, this junk? Go ahead, Brett Sam. 
You want to tell me this junk about people's attention span. <laughs> if you really love the law, and that preacher didn't mention the name Jesus, that ought to say something to you right there. It's true. Yeah, he don't say nothing else, but if he mentioned Jesus, like that little old lady who was sitting in church, and, and the preacher just kept calling the name Jesus, and she was just shouting and hollering, and the young fellow sitting beside said, ma'am, he, he, he ain't got to that part yet. He was talking about the tuning up and stuff. She said, I, I, I ain't waiting on that part. She said, he called his name Jesus. And when you think about what Jesus has done for you, Sometimes it ought to take you five to ten minutes just to calm down. Sometimes you ought to be like, Lord, I, I mean, you ought to sort of sit there and think. And, and, and see, a person like that don't understand proper explanation of the word. He, he don't understand the line by line and the precept by precept. I can't give you that in 15 minutes. Uh, now, some the certain church I go to, that's all they want, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not the pastor. I follow what the pastor do, and I get on out of there. Unless the Lord lead me a different way. But when you start telling me I ain't got but 15 minutes of time for Jesus or my attention span for Jesus ain't that long, you don't really love that man. You're not appreciative of what he's done for you. You really ain't thinking about what you said because it's like you said, I can watch a TV game and holler and scream and shout and yell, but all the thing I want to hear you talk about Jesus is 15 minutes. That TV game didn't wake me up. The technology I'm watching came from Jesus. As we come to the close of episode two and nearer to the final and third episode, we hope that it has been enjoyable to you as it has been for us. But there's so much more to come and the toolbox has so many unused tools that we'll explore. God's word is plentiful and the scripture will lead you to the master's toolbox and the proper tools in your time of need.